Before we get started with today's podcast, I want to take this opportunity to ask you when the last time it was that you changed out the air filter in your home. Now, would you believe that most people don't change out their air filters monthly or even know that they have to change them out monthly or until they realize that something is actually wrong with their HVAC system? That's why I want to introduce to you Second Nature Air Filters. Now, what's so special about them? Not only are they effective at capturing the dust, pollens, the molds, uh, you know, the, the bacteria, but they also help reduce the energy usage of your HVAC system up to 15% and avoid costly repairs whenever it matters the most. But let's be real. The real reason you're not changing your air filters, duh, is because you forget half the time. You're like how I used to be. That's why I went with Second Nature Air Filters. Second Nature has created a subscription plan to send your home's air filters each month right to your door, which forces you to change out your old air filters before the new one arrives, keeping your air clean and your HVAC system in working condition. I've certainly noticed that regular replacement of my home's air filters has reduced the amount of dust flying around in my place, but has also reduced how much I've been sneezing in my place. Before, I was changing out my air filter every three months and I was sneezing constantly. Now that I change out my filter monthly, I hardly ever sneeze. This is all thanks to Second Nature's filter subscription plan, and it's the one delivery that I actually look forward to every month. Get started with Second Nature Air Filters today with my referral link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash second nature. Mixdown Media Productions. When you're one unbalanced piece of audio from losing your shit. This is The Podcast Therapist. Welcome back to another edition of The Podcast Therapist. I'm your host, The Shan Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and podcast producer, and of course, your podcast therapist. Welcome back to another episode today. We're going to be talking about podcasting metrics, all right? And this is an episode I believe is going to be titled Podcasting Metrics Made Simple. Now, we're going to go a little bit deeper than just the simple idea of metrics because I know that every podcaster out there knows what metrics are and they know, like, they, they know downloads, all right? But I think there are more metrics that you have to look into in order to know whether or not the content that you're creating is worth it, if it's valuable enough for you to create. Besides, there's no point in having a podcast or creating a podcast if you're not creating content that is going to resonate with your potential audience. So that's what my podcast is really all about. Now, the thing is with my podcast is that When I share a lot of the tips and the strategies and the tricks that I'm using, these are my strategies. These are my tricks. These are my tips that I use. This all all comes from my perspective. And I'm going to mention some things in this particular podcast that you may have heard me talk about before. And I know it's going to sound like a broken record. And this may turn you off as a podcast listener. I completely understand that. And that's fine. It may get you to the point to where you don't even want to subscribe or listen anymore. That's completely fine. That means you are probably not the audience that I am looking to serve. I am looking to serve people who want to make their podcast that much better. I'm looking to serve people who will look into the metrics and the analytics the same way that I look into them. Because it... It creates growth within my podcast. If anything that I have shared in this podcast has seemed, um, I don't know, I I don't want to use the word boring, but if it seemed as though it's like it droned on and on, there was a reason why it droned on and on. Because these are the things that I look at whenever I jump into my office here every day and I come and I check not only my podcast downloads, but I'm also checking my analytics and I'm I'm checking everything. And I'm analyzing these pieces that really make sense for me. And these are the things that I'm sharing with you that will make sense for you. 
All right. So today we're going to talk about not only podcasting metrics, but which one is going to be the most important for you. We're going to be focusing a lot on Apple in this beginning part. Uh, so just know that this is something that I think is important to note, that we're going to be focusing on metrics within Apple. You have hosting metrics that will be there, but we will focus on Apple metrics because this is going to give us a baseline of what kind of, what kind of content that we should be creating. All right. Uh, we're also going to be breaking down uh, those different metrics that I, I make uh, make note of in today's podcast in the beginning. And then we're going to uh, let you know what you should be setting up right now within your podcast um, and take it a step further. OK, when I say take it a step further, this really is all about what I have talked about in the past, not only on my YouTube channel, but right here on these, this podcast itself, all right? So we've got a lot to cover in today's episode, and I wanna get right into it. But before we do, I wanna mention something from a Rocketbook. Today's episode was created by using a Rocketbook. It's a reusable notebook, which you use friction pens. It's where you can write all of your notes and ideas down, and then if you need to reuse the notebook, you scan the notes with the Rocketbook app, and then you save them to the cloud. These uh, notes can be saved to Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, or wherever. Then all you gotta do is you erase your notebook with a spray bottle and the cloth that they give you, and then boom, you can start and reuse the notebook again. If you wanna learn more about uh, Rocketbooks, go ahead and check out my affiliate link to Rocketbook. It's thepodcasttherapist.com slash Rocketbook. Rocketbook is powering the next generation of ideas. Save your notes and save the planet with Rocketbook. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with today's topic about podcasting metrics, all right? And I've written down a couple of things here in my rocket book where I, I've really highlighted, I guess, these pieces that are important for you, okay? So for my first point that I wanna make for you is that we need to re-identify or identify our objective of our podcast. I can't tell you how many times that I have jumped in this last week into Facebook groups and people have posted in those groups looking for help about their podcast. And when you ask them about their objective of their podcast, they don't know. They don't know what the objective is of their podcast. They will say, I just want to get downloads. And that's great. I think that is a great metric to look at, but it's not the greatest metric to be looking at. You should know what your downloads look like. All right. So some of those things that we are looking at are close cousins as far as metrics are concerned. The close cousins of metrics are downloads, uh, getting more downloads and getting more subscribers to your podcast, all right? So these are super clo close cousins in terms of metrics of measurement, all right? Now, when we look at this objective and we think about our podcast, what is the podcast about? All right, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to just get more downloads? Well, what do downloads do for you? Ask yourself that question. What are downloads going to do for you? Don't get me wrong, downloads do matter. For the overall scope of things, downloads do matter. Then the other metrics that we can be looking at are maybe the average consumption rate of how long someone uh, listens to a podcast. Where do you find this, this metric? And I'll just let you know about that here in a short minute, all right? So let's identify and define a couple of these metrics, all right? So downloads. Downloads are the amount of people who have clicked on your episode and downloaded it to a device. Doesn't necessarily mean that they have listened to the episode, it just means that they have downloaded it to a device. Now, devices like Apple uh, iPhones, these things, uh, these podcasts can be downloaded directly to the device, but Apple has put a 
excuse me, it is, it is put in like, I, I don't know if you would call it a fail safe or anything like that, but if you don't listen to a certain pod, a podcast for a certain amount of time, then it will just stop downloading the podcast, all right? That means maybe you haven't gone in and you haven't listened and you haven't, active, you haven't been active inside of the podcasting app inside of Apple Podcasts. Now, what does it mean for other podcatchers and other syndication platforms that will distribute your podcast? Those those will vary, but the one that the one metric that I think you should be looking at because it gives you kind of a baseline of what your podcast is doing on other platforms is Apple Podcasts. So when it comes down to downloads, downloads are the amount of people who have actually clicked on the episode but haven't necessarily listened to the podcast. It's just downloaded to the to the device. All right. Next, we're talking specifically about these metrics inside of Apple right now. I'm not even talking about your hosting provider. Your hosting provider is going to provide metrics like where people have downloaded it, which devices have downloaded the uh, the podcast, um, locations, things like that. Those metrics matter, but I think what matters most is if you can get these metrics inside of Apple Podcasts, it's going to give you a better idea of what your content is doing and how engaging the content is. So when we look at Apple uh, or at these uh, these metrics, we would have to log into Podcasts Connect with Apple Podcasts. And if you have a series of episodes that are already out and gathering downloads, you can get these metrics right now. The first metric that you're looking at inside of Apple Podcasts or Podcasts Connect for Apple is the total listen time. And the total listen time is a sum total of the time listened for a particular episode. All right, so this is just for one episode. So the total listen time is a sum of the time listened. When you go into your your metrics, or I'm sorry, when you go into your analytics in Apple Podcasts, you will see this, all right? Next, the other metric is going to be the time per device. The time per device is going to be an average of the time spent listening to an episode. So as an example, if you publish an hour-long podcast, but only 35 minutes are listened, that is the time per device, all right? So only 35 minutes per device has been listened. That would be the average of it all, okay? Now, a good indication that your content may not be resonating with your listener is if you have an hour-long podcast and only 35 minutes of it was being listened to. So if you get that metric from Apple Podcasts, then it shares with you maybe what you need to do to adjust your content to be more engaging so the listener can stay with it. And there's a reason why we're doing this, all right? So we want people to stay listening. This is this just not only applies to podcasting, it also applies to radio as well. And this is why these metrics that I'm talking about today, I think they matter because they really do matter in radio. So when we're take, taking these ideas and these metrics from radio and I and I, I look at them inside of podcasting, I say, well, this is no different than what radio is already doing. I think if we understand metrics a lot better in podcasting and relate them to radio, then I think you get a better understanding of what your content is doing and whether or not people want to listen, all right? The next metric that we're gonna look at is the average consumption rate, or the average consumption is how it's listed in Apple Podcasts. The average consumption is uh, how far someone got through an episode, all right? So you're gonna see that number up on Apple Podcasts. The average consumption is, is how how far someone got through an episode. So it could have been you know, 50%, it could have been 85%. You're going to see those numbers inside of Apple Podcasts or Podcasts Connect. 
Now, this these next metrics that we're going to be talking about are outside of Apple Podcasts. So now we're not even talking about Apple Podcasts. Now we're just talking about metrics that I think could be important for you. The next piece is going to be subscriptions. There is a metric for subscriptions, but it is not available for you to view anywhere on any podcatcher or any syndication platform where you are hosting your podcast. You cannot see how many actual subscribers you get. So whenever you go in and you're looking at your downloads, you see how many people have downloaded. It doesn't necessarily mean or show you how many people are actually subscribed to the podcast. So if you got 100 downloads this week on a particular podcast episode, you could potentially have maybe 200 people actually subscribe to the podcast. 100 of them are not actually listening to your podcast. So this is something that you might want to think about because, again, we don't get notified as podcasters as to who is actually subscribing to the podcast. Now, I want to bring in a note for those of you who are creating podcasts and doubling them as YouTube videos for YouTube. I get it. I understand it. And I actually have, I've voiced my opinion on this idea of putting podcasts up onto YouTube. It is, it is very possible to do this. It's possible to create a podcast, put it up on YouTube. But if you don't know how to use the YouTube platform, then you're, it's, it's just a waste of time if you're asking me. And I say that it's just hard for me to even say something like that to you as a podcaster because it's, it sounds very discouraging. But my point being is that I don't want you to have to waste the time to create a podcast, put it up on YouTube, and then say, oh, I only got like 10 downloads. And you create, you continue to create content and put it up on YouTube, but it's not doing anything. I will get into that way later down the line. And I will tell you how I use my YouTube channel for my podcast. If you haven't already seen what I'm already doing on my YouTube channel, I mean, it's gonna be pretty obvious for you. Jumping back into this idea of subscriptions, okay, and the metric that we are trying to identify, you won't know subscriptions from an audio platform. You can learn it from a YouTube side, but it's going to be skewed because you're talking about subscribers to something that they want to watch. They want to watch something. I know there's going to be someone out there that's going to say to me, yeah, but I listen to podcasts on YouTube as well. But I will argue that YouTube is a video viewing platform only, not an audio platform. So if you're just putting slate cards up on a YouTube video and it has no action, it has no one talking, probably not going to do you any good. But if you have a video where it's kind of Joe Rogan stylish, it can create some traction if you follow specific rules inside of YouTube. I'll get into that at another time. So subscriptions, again, just to sum up, you can't figure them out on uh, audio podcasts on YouTube. It's a completely different metric you just, you're just, it's not going to be an overall sum of what your downloads are looking like. Next, this next metric is actually the one that I think is the most important for you. And it's one that is not, it's only on, I believe, two different platforms. All right. And this is called TSL. And TSL in radio is something that we really pride ourselves on because TSL is all about the time spent listening to the audio content. Every radio station worries about TSL, all right? And we can get like you can get into so much about 
whether you know how radio radio presenters try to keep their audience engaged on the platform before they tune out and go to the next station. All right, this I think is something that is equally applicable to a podcaster. So the time spent listening metric can be only found in Apple Podcasts and in Stitcher. These are the two metrics that you're learning from, but it doesn't give you the overall scope. This is the biggest problem that I've had with podcasting from the very start. And I asked this question many years ago, many, many years ago when I first started uh, teaching people about podcasting is I wanted to know what is the TSL of a podcast? How long is someone listening before they actually tune out of the podcast? So if we don't know how long someone is listening, how do we know they even listen to the podcast or want to take an action within the uh, inside the podcast itself? That's what I think is very important here. So this is probably the most important metric from a performance and content creation perspective. I think it's something that you have to look at in terms of creating content and getting a listener to consume the content. How much of the content are they consuming? So now let's go a little deeper into this topic because yeah, we've identified metrics, but now we need to know and answer some questions that probably are coming up inside of your head. You ask yourself, well, how do I know if someone listened all the way to my podcast? You might get an email from someone saying, I listened to the latest episode. You might get a tweet. You might get a Facebook message. That will give you an indication as to whether or not someone listened to the entire episode. But unless you're paying attention to Apple or Stitcher, you don't really know how long someone is listening to a podcast. So this means that you may need to update your objective of what your podcast is all about. (laughs) I know what you're saying. You're like, what do you mean I need to update my objective? You need to update your objective for your podcast and ask yourself the question, Why are you podcasting? Why are you podcasting? If you are paying for hosting and you're paying for you're paying for equipment for your podcast, you're paying for microphones, you're paying for mixing boards, you're paying for you're paying for all this stuff. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it just because you want a platform to talk? Okay, well, then it's just a hobby. But that's not what I am here to share with you. I am here to share with you. The answers that I think are the best for you, the podcaster, who's asking the questions like, how do I monetize a podcast? How do I get more listeners to my podcast? I'm answering these questions for you and the answers you're going to hear, you're probably not going to like because they require work. So I'm asking you that you rethink what your podcast's objective is all about. Who are you actually trying to serve? With your podcast, what are you trying to do for them? As I have mentioned in the past, and as I have mentioned on my YouTube channel, when you figure out who you're serving, then your podcast takes on the form of entertainment or education. So who are you serving and why are you serving them? You're going to have to ask yourself the question and ask yourself, what is my own why? Why am I doing this? Well, I do this because I want to see podcasters create content that helps grow their audience to help them turn their podcast into some form of monetization model. That's why I do this. I do it not only to help me, but I do it to help you. 
I want to help you grow the podcast. I want to help see you earn the money. Each of these metrics that I've talked about, such as, you know, uh, average consumption, the time per device, the total listen time, the amount of downloads that I've gotten, the subscriptions, I consider these all passive metrics. They give you a snapshot into what people like and what they don't like and where, you know, where they're from, which device that they're listening to. I look at them as passive metrics because, you know, you're going to get those metrics regardless. So the next step is going to be actually for you to take action with your podcast. You have to make the metrics active for yourself and they may not necessarily be these metrics But there's going to be a metric that is going to be more active for you to pay attention to. This all relates back to what is your podcast's objective. Ask yourself why you're podcasting and who you're trying to serve. Why are you podcasting and who are you trying to serve? So let's talk about taking action. And this this might bleed over into another episode. But let's start here and then I'll decide if I need to create a second episode for this particular podcast. So let's talk about action and taking action. So this is where you utilize the power of, I think you know what I'm going to talk about. This is where you utilize the power of your website. I know you're getting, get sick of me talking about this, but I'm not going to stop talking about it because your website is the place where people learn about you. The website has so much value and so many functions that you are you do not realize exist that that is the one thing that is keeping you from growing your podcast audience. Today, I just reached 10,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. These are not downloads or these are not audio subscribers. You have to remember, I started my YouTube channel way before I started this podcast. So I now have 10,000 viewing subscribers to my podcast. And those 10,000 subscribers were acquired through my website and strategies that I knew worked inside of YouTube. And I used both platforms in tandem to not only grow my YouTube audience, but grow my website audience. I'll explain what my website audience is here in a second. If you don't already know, I've talked about it in the past. You're going to see this. So, number one, we identify our objective of our podcast. Who are we serving, but what is the overall goal that you're trying to do? You likely want to turn your podcast into something that pays you out somewhere. Am I right? It pays you out somewhere. What do I mean by payout? We're trying to monetize. So this is where I'm telling you that it is up to you to start setting up offers on your website that resonate with your audience. You set up offers on your website that will resonate with your audience. What do those offers look like? Well, it could be digital goods. It could be services. It could be donations. It could be merchandise. It could be a membership platform like Patreon, but it is up to you to set up these offers that resonate with your audience. Now, 
You can use a Patreon if you want, but I highly recommend, highly recommend that you're using more than just a Patreon. You're actually using a website in tandem with your podcast, with your YouTube channel, with your Patreon, with your social media accounts. You're, you have a website platform. There's a reason for this. We'll get into it here in a second, okay? So you're asking yourself continuously, Shannon, why do you push the website idea? Why do you push a website platform so hard for podcasters? Isn't my podcast enough? No, it is not. How serious are you with your podcast and how far do you want to take this thing? You have to have a website. If you have a website, why haven't you done more with your website? Maybe you just haven't learned yet. But we're going to take this concept even deeper. And now, when we take it from A, our podcast and creating the content, to B, getting someone to take an action within our podcast, to C, to someone becoming a part of our community, to D, becoming a customer or a listener, a, a paying listener. We are talking about sales and marketing. You want to know how to get more people onto your podcast? You have to start implementing strategies from the start. It might take it might take a month, it might take two months, it might take two years. Who knows? But that's why I've created this podcast and this episode and the future episodes because I'm that passionate about it. Okay, so let's get back to it. We're talking about a sales and marketing concept. We're talking about utilizing a website for advertising. You might say to me, well, Shannon, I could advertise on Spotify if I wanted to, but I don't want to spend any money on advertising. And that's fine. But if you want to turn your podcast into something that is more than just a hobby, you're going to have to spend some money on advertising. Go back to my episode with Carmen Reed, where she talks about investing. That episode is completely valuable when it comes down to changing the mindset shift of what your investment is going to look like. But I don't want you to go down the road that I went down because I questioned too many things when it came down to advertising on platforms. So number one, when we talk about our website platform, we're talking about the idea that when someone encounters our podcast and they're listening to our podcast, they give a first, maybe they give it a second listen, we're going to call this concept in the sales and marketing world awareness. So we have awareness, someone is aware of the product that we have created, which is our podcast, maybe it's a podcast episode, and they're aware of it. If they like the content enough, they may stick with that content. Maybe they do a second listen on it. Maybe they hear you give a specific call to action inside of the podcast to take an action. That's what we use our podcast for. A lot of us do at least. Whether you're telling a story in a podcast, you might have a quick break within the podcast to give a quick call to action for the listener to do. Buy my bobbleheads. Download my guide. Get my t-shirt. These are all calls to action that you can implement into your podcast. So when they listen to our podcast on the first, maybe second time, we're talking about awareness. Number two, when we get a returning listener, so when we get someone to say who subscribes to our podcast, we have a returning listener. So they like our show enough 
to keep listening and consider our advice, our entertainment, our stories, our offerings. They consider that way later down the line. So this part is called consideration. So we have awareness. Then we have consideration. This is where we start referring our listeners to our website to subscribe to our newsletter on our email list or to take some action. You know, like I said, buy our merchandise, you know, get our downloads, these things. So you're pushing them to the website. This play is way deeper in concept than what I'm sharing right now. And I'll get into that. I promise you, I will get into that here in a second. All right. So we have awareness and we have consideration. This part in consideration is where we push people to our website to get onto our email newsletter list. The third step of this is acquisition. This is where we've turned our listener into an actual customer or a paid supporter or a paid listener. And that's it. So when we create our podcast, we're creating a podcast filled with value. If the podcast does not have value, then people start to tune out. That's when we start looking at those metrics. We start looking at TSL. We start looking at how far someone listened to the podcast. Did they get to the point in which I gave my call to action? These are metrics that are important. So we look at awareness, consideration, and acquisition. This is called a sales funnel. Some of you are aware of this. Some of you are not. You know, I wasn't aware of this when I started this, uh, my podcast channel on YouTube. I had to go to a couple of conferences in order to understand that everything really is a sales funnel. And when you think about the sales funnel, you encounter the sales funnel on a daily basis. How many times have you encountered a website or an ad where someone says, buy my or get my free download or check out my free trial offer? Those ads are really more about moving you down the sales funnel. This works for just about anything. We're trying to persuade people to come in and become a part of our universe. An example of this would be when you could do it. You go into Costco, right? As those of you who've ever been into a Costco, you go into a Costco and when you could, you would go down the aisles and you would see the people with the samples, the free samples, right? And it would be like, I don't know, let's just take, for example, a Totino's pizza roll or it could have been like a slice of salami or could have been a couple of almonds. You take the sample, right? So... Once you take that sample, you taste it, and then you go, oh, that was pretty good. You can either go on your way, or you can say, I want more of those almonds, or I want another couple pieces of Totino's. The awareness part is coming across to the person or the sample table. That's your awareness. The consideration would be taste testing the product. Then you're going down the aisles, and you go, oh, well, there are the Totino's pizza rolls right there in the freezer. I think I'll just grab a couple. Boom, acquisition. This happens for just about anything. It could be your podcast. It could be your YouTube channel. It could be getting a date with someone. Although I think dating is a little more complicated, but the idea is similar in nature. How many times have you heard on the radio about maybe a company trying to get you to come to their seminar that's free to teach you about how to flip houses and earn thousands and thousands of dollars? 
That's all part of a sales funnel to get you in so that you can end up buying something of theirs to learn a new skill or whatever it may be. So the sales funnel is critical here for you, the podcaster. There could be a question that you might be asking in your head. You might ask yourself, well, if I need to pay attention to podcasting metrics, TSLs, I need to pay attention to subscribers, you know, uh, downloads, things like that, locations. Do I need to pay attention to website metrics? And the question I think really that is being asked is, why do I need to worry about website metrics more than podcasting metrics? Well, believe it or not, both are closely related and work in tandem with each other. The more subscribers and downloads and TSL that you have, the more opportunities you create to push people to take an action on your website. You might even ask yourself, well, what about social media? Does this, does this help? Does this factor into the metrics of my website, my podcast, whatever it may be? I look at social media as just a means to deliver the message. It's not the full message. It's just a delivery system is all it is. Social media in the beginning was just all about being social. If we go on social media, what are people doing? They're socializing. You don't see people. It's not marketing media. It's social media. These companies have created a means for marketers, though, to advertise on those platforms. But most people don't want to talk about marketing. They want to talk about the latest meme. They want to talk about Bernie Sanders on a chair. That's what they want to talk about. So as a podcaster, we are going to be creating a piece of content, one piece of content. Maybe it's one piece of content per week, but that one piece of content that you're going to create per week is going to be your biggest piece of content. It's usually long form. And what do we do with that long form piece of content? Well, we just chunk it up. We break it up to help promote and drive awareness back to the main piece of content, which would be the longer form podcast. You might hear this concept from Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, there's all kinds of people that are talking about this concept. It's just, it's called pillar content. You create one big piece of pillar content, an hour's worth of content, and then you chunk it up and you turn it into micro content. So as an example, your podcast, the reason why I keep telling my clients to transcribe their podcast is because once they transcribe the podcast, you can turn it into a blog. That blog not only can serve as information that can be searched out on the web for Google, but there might be some quotes inside of that particular transcription of the original podcast that you created that can be shared out as quotes on Instagram, on Twitter, for LinkedIn, those quotes might be valuable. You turn them into images. I follow a ton of content. I'm sorry. I follow a ton of accounts on Instagram that just share nothing but quotes, motivational quotes. Could you do that with your content? Very possible. I would say more than likely, yes. To reiterate, the content you create for your podcast is your main content. This content can be made into pieces of micro content. Your micro content is going to push back to your website. It's going to push back to the area 
in which you want them to be. So you might be saying to me, Shannon, well, why don't I just push them to my podcast on Apple Podcasts? Well, that's great. But are you getting all of your downloads from Apple Podcasts? No. You're probably getting some from Spotify. You're probably getting some from Stitcher. You're probably getting some from CastBox, Podchaser. You're probably getting them from all different areas. So what's the point of pushing them to one platform for listening to a podcast instead of just pushing them to your website? And now you're wondering, well, why would I push them to a website to listen to one episode? Well, that is what I'm going to share on the next episode of The Podcast Therapist. I'm going to share the strategy that you are going to be using that you will invest in for your podcast when it comes down to pushing people directly to your website. As I mentioned with all my podcasts, I want you to go back and re-listen to this podcast episode. This, that's the teacher inside of me. I want you to go back and re-listen, take notes. Because there is, I think, I think valuable information here in here for you, the podcaster. But I think there's a lot of work that you're going to have to do on the inside and asking yourself the question, what is your podcast's objective? Why am I creating the content that I'm creating? What's the purpose behind this? Am I just tossing money away for podcast hosting and for all this stuff? Or do I want to turn it into something? In the next episode, I want to share with you the exact strategy that I'm not only using for my website, but also my YouTube channel. And it's going to apply to you, the podcaster, because the strategy is the one thing that can help you acquire new customers. Turn your listeners into customers. You're not podcasting for your health, bro. You're podcasting because you are trying to make a difference. You're trying to make an impact with other people by taking them either to a faraway land through imagination and and theater of the mind or by helping them create and build new skills. Next episode shares with you that secret and will give you an insight as to the reasons why I create my content and why you should mirror that content the same way. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up at thepodcasttherapist.com. And of course, when you scroll down on the page, you can leave a voicemail. In the next episode, I'm going to share some of those voicemails and comments and read some of those emails to you, uh, the audience, because there are some people who have reached out to me and have had questions that, uh, that they're looking for answers to based on some of the things that I've said in the previous episodes. So I'm going to get an episode out for you on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that one. We'll answer those questions, but I will also give you that secret behind my method to acquiring new listeners and turning them into customers. Until next Thursday, I'll be talking to you guys next time. Have a great week. The Podcast Therapist. Mixed Down Media Productions.